0: Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is a place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi there. I am Zara Fagan from ZaraPhD.com. I am so excited to be with you today and to be starting this podcast. Today, let's just get to know each other. I'll tell you a little bit about myself, and I'll tell you a little bit about minimalist homeschooling while we're at it, okay? So here goes. I am a homeschooling mother of four. I also have an awesome husband, And together, he and I run three businesses. So we have a very full life and a very full heart. And in order to do those things, I learned really early on that being crazy busy and doing all the things was simply not sustainable. So that's how I ended up minimalist homeschooling and designing the process for a minimalist homeschool. So throughout this podcast, as we go through, I'll expand more and more on the sort of principles and concepts that are associated with minimalist homeschooling, as well as a whole lot of practical tips about how to make it work. And then all the, you know, the fun nuggets of homeschooling too, and how it looks in reality when you're a minimalist homeschooler. So today, let me just tell you a little bit about myself. So fast forward then about eight years, and we have our first child. And I have no intention of homeschooling, but of course, having children totally changes all of your plans, right guys? So I ended up, when he was ready to register for kindergarten, I was planning to register him, and so I started the conversation. Hey bud, it's about time to register you for kindergarten, and I'm so excited, and you're going to love it, and I'm selling him on it, right? I'm selling him on all the great things he's going to do in school and all the great people he's going to meet in school. And he, no joke, looked at me and said, I don't want to go. And I'm still in sales mode. Why? You're going to have a great time and you'll do crafts and you know how we love doing this. Well, you'll get to do that. And he said, why do I have to go? All I could think to say was, well, you don't really have to go because I'm I'm first of all, not going to lie to my children. And second of all, you will come to find out something about me, which is that I do not typically use the, well, that's what everybody else does as a perfectly good reason for what I'm going to do. So I certainly was not going to tell my little five-year-old, well, that's what everybody does, honey. So that's what we're going to do like oh no 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 that is not that's not what i'm going to teach my my 5 year old right that's not the mentality that we operate by in our home so i said well technically you don't have to go because in our state kindergarten is not required and i knew he could homeschool my sister has very successfully homeschooled for children and he knew that so i hemmed and hawed a lot and he says mommy you would miss me. Oh my goodness. It's because it's true. And that was, and he's a darn good salesman, right? So that was the selling point for me keeping him at home. And the fact of the matter is, is that we were already working on a lot of the skills that he would learn in kindergarten. I was already inadvertently homeschooling just by virtue of being sort of a present parent, right? So I think that we get so caught up in this idea of homeschooling because we're thinking about formal education and formal academics. And don't get me wrong, I do believe in, you know, sort of a, a rigorous academic education for kids. But I don't think we give ourselves enough credit in those very early years for how similar what we do at home is actually to what they're doing at the preschools and what they're doing in the kindergartens, right? The, the dollar store workbooks and the worksheets at school, you know, are very similar, right? And there's Play-Doh going on and there are markers and there are crayons and there are these sorts of things going on. And, you know, I didn't accept that what I had been doing up until that point was homeschooling right? So I was very resistant to this idea of homeschooling. And the fact of the matter is, is that once we got started homeschooling, I loved it. And my child loved it. And he was really thriving. And so I'm, I'm not going to make you think that it's always rosy. And it's always perfect. We will definitely have episodes where we talk about the struggles and the reluctant learners and, and, and things like that. But When I was starting this homeschool journey, it turned out that it was a really good fit for our family in most ways. And so, even though I was tempted, always tempted to sort of put them in school, I couldn't pull that trigger because it was working. So, now let me tell you why I was always tempted to put them in school. Because that's going to tell you how minimalist homeschooling happened. I was always tempted to put them into school because I was never certain that I was doing enough. I was never sure that I was doing it right. I was very, very overwhelmed with all the things that there were to do. And because there were so many things to do, that is why I thought I wasn't doing enough or doing it right. Because I couldn't do all those beautiful things I saw on Pinterest. And I would talk to other homeschooling moms. And they were baking things that were associated with their history lesson. And they were doing these amazing things with their children that I wasn't doing. And so when I saw all the things that were going on in homeschooling, I dealt with serious, massive insecurity. Right? Have you have you panicked lately? So we have this emotion We have this compulsion (laughs) to give our children the best and to give our children the world. And we want so badly to help them reach their potential and to be the ones that build them up and lift them up to, to what they're meant to be. And there is so much like raw emotion in that. This is like instinctual mama emotion And then you combine it with the practicality of we are responsible for giving them an education. And the weight of that responsibility combined with all of that raw emotion is just absolutely overwhelming, right? And it can be paralyzing and it can be really scary and it can be heartbreaking when you feel like you're not measuring up, like you're not doing what you so badly want to do. And so after many, many hours of being having really busy days, so, so here's what happens. You feel like you're not doing enough or you're not doing it right. And you see all the things and you have this drive to give your children the best and give your children the world. So in order to sort of remedy these fears and that panic, you do more, right? You resolve, well, I'm just going to have a better plan. I'm going to do more of this and I'm going to do more of that and I'm going to get it done. And I'm going to fill up our days with all these lovely things, and we are going to have this rich education, right? These are the conversations we have with ourselves, and that we have over coffee with other homeschooling moms. That we want to do these things because we think somehow that that will relieve our our insecurity, right? Then we'll feel like we're doing enough. Then we'll feel like we're doing it right. Then we'll feel like we're succeeding. But too often. It doesn't matter how much we do, there's still more. There's still more that we can do, we could do, we should do, we would do, we want to do. And so we're left on this sort of treadmill of just trying to do and do and do and do and do some more, but yet never really feeling confident in what we're doing. And it's a miserable place to be. And I was not willing to stay in that place. So I took a really hard look at how I was approaching our homeschool and totally reworked it. So, so much of this podcast is going to be mindset shifts, right? So transforming your homeschool by transforming the way that you think about your homeschool. And I, I just give you an example of how so many of us are thinking about our homeschools and yet it's not working. So we have to try something new, right? Like you're not going to get new results unless you do something new. This is how minimalist homeschooling was born. And when I think about it, I started thinking, okay, the whole reason I'm homeschooling is because I wasn't willing to do what everybody else did. I wasn't willing to put my child on the bus and send them to school simply because that's what everybody else did. I needed a better reason. So why, oh why, in my homeschool, am I so worried about what everybody else is doing? And I would ask you that same question. Clearly, you're willing to go against the grain. If you are homeschooling your child, you're willing to step out of the box and say, No, it's not a good enough reason to do it just because. And I am going to do what I know is best. So clearly you, anybody who's listening to this podcast, is already an independent thinker, so to speak, right? You're already willing to go against the grain. So then why, once we start homeschooling, why do we all revert to the pressure of doing what everybody else says we should do, right? Why? And so... When I started thinking about it that way, I started realizing that I had a very consumerist attitude about our homeschool. Now, normally, I'm a very frugal person. I can easily go to a store and not have to buy anything. No matter how tempting it is, I'm pretty good about that. I'm pretty good at being like, I don't need it, and I don't really love it. I'm not going to buy it. But somehow, when I began homeschooling, I became a consumer. Like, I started being tempted by all the bright and shiny new curriculum. I started seeing all the things everybody else had in their homeschool, and I wanted it for my homeschool, too. And when you want to have all the things and do all the things, it's the opposite of minimalism. Which brings me to my next realization. I wanted a minimalist homeschool. I wanted to devise a way that I could homeschool with an education that was filled with exactly what we needed and what we loved without all the extra. I wanted to be able to put on my blinders the same way I can in a, in a store and not buy all the things. I wanted that same sense of freedom in my homeschool. And it really is a sense of freedom. To be satisfied, to be grateful for what you already have, for what you are doing, instead of doubtful about what you're not doing. And so I started thinking, then, how does this look? How does it work practically? And how do we get there? Once I figured that out and sort of mastered it, that's when I wrote the book, Minimalist Homeschooling, and I laid out the step-by-step process to design an intentional homeschool for any child at every age and from there that just kickstarted this whole movement okay so i didn't realize until i put that book out there right i did things sort of backwards right i wrote the book and then i started the facebook group and then i started the blog and now i'm having a conversation about that and so if you stick with me we will we will go through all the nitty gritty but what happened was, is that I wrote the book, and then there was this um, movement, and by that, I mean a lot of feedback. A lot of feedback of people saying, you know what, we desperately need this message in the homeschool community. And it was really flattering. I wasn't expecting it. I put the book out there, not really knowing what was going to happen, but knowing in my gut that I, this was what I needed to do. And um, I always say, I have an agreement with God. I'll do what he asks me to do, but he has to make it abundantly clear. And the book was one of those situations where I resisted it. I didn't want to. I mean, honestly, I'm busy, but every objection I had to writing it was removed. Every obstacle was removed until I had literally no reason to say that I couldn't write this book. And so I did, and it has blossomed now into all of those things that I mentioned before, you know, the Facebook group, the podcast, there's an online masterclass and an online membership and, and all of these things, because so many people are tired of being overwhelmed in their homeschool. They're tired of feeling like they are not doing enough or they're not doing it right. They want the clarity and the confidence that comes with designing a homeschool that is based on your personal values. So, minimalist homeschooling is a values based approach to maximize learning and minimize stress. And it's based fundamentally on the definition of minimalism that comes from the minimalists, you know, the folks who sort of made minimalism mainstream and popular. They say being minimal means Having exactly just enough of what you need and what you love and removing the extra so that you can focus on what is most important. And guys, that's going to be our mantra for this minimalist homeschooling podcast. This is all about filling an education with just enough and exactly what you need and what you love and removing the extra so that you can focus on what is most important, okay? And so I'm going to add something to that so you can focus on what is most important right now, okay? So if you are taking notes or you're a note taker, that's what I want you to take away from today's podcast. I want you to remember that we are going to start thinking about our homeschool in the sense of what exactly do we most need and most love right now? And let's remove the extra and let's do the most important things really well. So I always say minimalist homeschooling is a mindset shift. It's a mindset shift from getting it all done. And when you hear that, do you raise your hand? Like, are you a homeschooler who has to get it all done? Like, seriously, raise your hand because if you are a homeschooler who feels like you have to get it all done, then I want to encourage you to think about instead valuing what you do. So the most important thing of your homeschool day is no longer getting it all done. It's valuing what you do. Okay? So are we are we starting to see how this is this is really different? And so as I go through this podcast, I really want to teach people how you can do less and gain more. And it sounds counterintuitive, but let me just touch on that really quickly. And the reason I have a podcast is because all of these concepts take some time to put into practice and there are a lot of like nuances and they take some time to sort of apply and really own. So how can you gain more by doing less? So let's think about this way. If we remove all the extra suddenly we can focus on the most important things and do them really well. If we remove all the extra, suddenly we're not diluting the most important things and we're not diluting a really intentional education, okay? And if we start thinking about valuing what we do instead of just checking off things to do, Then we start talking more about a sense of success and a sense of accomplishment and a sense of achievement instead of just checking off boxes because we have all been there. We have all checked off the boxes and still felt like maybe it wasn't enough. Maybe we should be doing it differently. So checking off the boxes is not the way to gain confidence in your homeschool, right? So if you are here because you want it to be simple, then I gotcha. Because here's what happens. When we cut out the extra, we simultaneously focus, we add value, and we simplify. Because when there's less to do, life is so much simpler. Okay? So I would love to see you in the next episode. With that, I leave you for today. And I am wishing you all the simple things. Bye, guys. If you'd like to connect more with me outside the podcast, be sure to find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page that's forward slash minimalist homeschooling, and I have a Facebook community, minimalist homeschooling with Zara PhD. That's at forward slash groups, forward slash minimalist homeschooling Zara. I'm also on Instagram as Zara PhD. I'm on YouTube as Zara PhD, and I blog at www.zaraphd.com. I'll see you soon.